Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Let's have a mass debate. It's episode eight. Welcome to Richie Firth Travel Hacker. I'm Richie Firth, and I hack travel. I explicitly warned you about that at the end of last week's episode. <laughs> There have been words that have echoed round my head for exactly seven days, and I've stored them and I've executed. First, we activate, then we vaccinate, and then I execute. Then, then you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I would ask how you are. But as we do these hacks, still in this lockdown environment, and I look at you on the screen in front of me as we do this video call, you look like a mad professor. Rich, I don't know what has happened. Like twelve months ago, I was a reasonably smart dressed, short haired, very very you know closely cropped hair, vaguely normal looking guy, and I, by my own admission, I I look, I look like a the bass player in Wolf Mother. <laughs> We're both falling apart. We're both falling apart. I'm. You look well, Rich. I feel. I, Lockdown's I feel, treated you well. I feel uh, it's it's a haircut. It's what a haircut can do to you. Natalie shaved my head at the weekend. Uh, grade one, probably to about two thirds of my head. It's been my fifth COVID cut of the last twelve months. Uh, but people do say it takes years off me, so I'll, I'll go with that. Do you want to cut my hair? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. <laughs> we should uh, we should do um a travel hacking challenge when we can see each other again that involves if you if you're successful in your hack I will just let you go with the scissors. That would be great. Maybe we need to find out um where the hometown of uh Nicky Clark is he's the is is he still a, a thing he he certainly was like 20 years ago celebrity haircutting I, i believe Nicky Clark is still on the scene if you're thinking uk haircutters i mean vidal sassoon we'd have to be going uh like you know into 
uh, you know, crossing the Atlantic, and we need a few more patrons for that to be the thing. So, I think a Nicky Clark related hack would be the way forward. All, all you've done is basically say the travel hack is based around visiting a hairdresser. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I know we've got some patrons to thank, and and hopefully uh, we've got some uh, some some hacks to hack. But I'm now going to just find out before we go further where Nicky Clark, the hairdresser, is. Well, his hair salon still exists in london but it looks like he might be from birmingham rich like even by our own standards this is low-grade stuff (laughs) where where does nicky clark live uh nicky clark lives in st john's wood he earned twelve thousand pounds once for three blow dries there's money in hairdressing Can you go from London to Birmingham for the price that Nicky Clark charges for a blow dry? There's the hat, Chris. We're away. All right, rival idea. How far can you travel using the power just of a hairdryer? Oh, yeah, because the EU tried to downgrade hairdryers, didn't they? So now they're not very powerful. Maybe we'll end up sitting at uh, Canuck Services with uh, Susie Dent charging our electric car once again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just take a massive bite of food mid- <laughs> midway through the show? <laughs> Why did you do that? I thought you'd edit that out. <laughs> oh. I've, I've got a tub of Marmite Irma's in the fridge. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Can you imagine in Prime Minister's questions? Actually, no, I could imagine it in Prime Minister's <laughs> yeah. questions, to be honest. Right, anyway, coming up in this episode of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. Oh. <laughs> Moose flaps. <laughs> uh, we are the experts. Pardon me. Oh. Before we crack on, we should say hello to our new Patreons this evening. Mike, Luke, Joe and Sean. Money is hard to come by right now, so thank you for parting with some of yours to fund future hacks as we return the world to the world of travel soon with hacks that are actually out of our houses. Uh, If you want to become a patron, patreon.com com slash travel hacker is where you need to go uh, buy or subscribe to one of our attractive packages where you'll get bespoke merchandise uh, and um hacks what on earth are you talking about bespoke there is no merchandise, merchandise. Is there? I, I think i think it'll be wrong of me to promise things to the patrons that they're not going to get um yes <laughs> Unless we could do some travel hacker hummus. What do you reckon? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Genuinely, Rich, if there is someone out there who works for Hummus Incorporated and is looking to promote their new hummus brand... You can't incorporate chickpeas, okay? You can't can't do that. But if someone's listening at Johnson & Johnson or uh, Unilever or some other really big food brand, uh, then get in touch. We'd love to lend... Tony's Chocolonely. (laughs) That'll do too. Monty Bojangles, you know, those sweets that you order from Amazon. Them too. Any of them, we're happy. Anyway... Do become a patron. Uh, you won't get merchandise or hummus at this stage. 
but you will get bonus content. If this is the stuff that people don't pay for, fuck knows what you get if you pay for it. Well, that is a sell. (laughs) Christopher, let's get on with the latest episode. What is our first hack? Well, this one uh, is is in brief, brief form from T. Roach on Insta, but I've I've, I've got more I'll come to. He Uh, sounds like an 80s pop star. T. Roach. T. Roach. Did he make you feel good? He's a cuddly toy. Is that that was that is the song, isn't it? Don't it make you feel good? No, that was Stefan Dennis. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, on with that first hack. Uh, so Roachford on Insta, uh, very brief. Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to Moosonee, Ontario, Canada. So I've, I've got more if, if you want, Rich, or do you want do you want to? Well, that was that. brief, but he's—I mean—he doesn't give us any reason why, um, or um, but he, he does give us the start and end, which is enough for a hack. Well, I do have some more if you want it, but you can just do be—you can just crack on if you like. I mean, I don't mind. Well, no, no, we'll, we'll crack on. I think I don't think anyone needs to explain what uh, Toronto is. Big place, Ontario, Canada, big city. Uh, Moosonee, I have had to uh, look into a little bit. Uh, it's inaccessible. By road, um, the nearest road uh, outside of Moosonee ends at Otter Rapids, which is 92 miles away. Wow. Um, but Moosonee is known as the gateway to the Arctic, and that's why it's a thing. Um, the road up to uh, Otter Rabbits. What? Otter Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbit Rabbits. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I feel emotional. <laughs> God, we haven't even started. It's it's a long drive, um, but the road is only there for electric transmission lines to get to Moosonee. Why is Moosonee so important? It's because uh, it is the main port to get things to the uh, to the Arctic. What things? And why do they need to go to the Arctic? Well, people live there. All right, you know, there's there's like people investigating climate change and people have got to feed polar bears and stuff. So there are Arctic colonies where people live, and Moosonee is your jumping off point. So um, that's that's why you've got uh, it's the end of I think it's the end of sort of like a really long railroad that transports like trucks of food out to the Arctic, and and that's why it's a thing. But the really easy answer to this vaguest of hacks um, is there's a 15-hour flight with one co- one connection from Toronto, so that's how I'd do it. There's so, no road into Moosonee, but you, Moosonee has its own airport, but has no road. Isn't that a bit of an oxymoron? So basically, so Moosonee is, you're saying, not connected by road. Correct. There's a... a some some train journey that doesn't take people no yeah it, it just takes like um uh like cargo so if you can't a- arctic so if you can't be an arctic cargo then the only option is to fly is that what you're saying correct no road in uh the train is for the the arctic people so do you want now um you've you've basically said fly there Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want to actually hear the rest of, of T. Roach's message? So there is actually more. Well, I, I, I did tell you that at least twice before you, you carried on. You seemed quite cocksure. I think I was preoccupied with the hummus. Right, Carry okay. on. Go on then. 
So, um, I messaged him back and he sent us a full email. Dear Richie and Chris. Right, well, I haven't had this. It's a very bleak start, but but don't don't worry about the first five words. Right. I am tired of city life and, and I want to escape to the most remote place I can think of. Moosony, and I do hope we're pronouncing that right, has held a great deal of interest in my life. It is the railhead of the Ontario Northland Railway and has the same latitude as London, 51 degrees north. Good right. fact. Um, once in Moosony, I will take the Rail Car Museum, the Northern Lights, Beluga Whale Watching, Go Hiking and Fishing. I mean, this sounds amazing. The highway doesn't reach the community. There are direct flights. And Rich, this is first problem. But I'm afraid of flying. Oh, shite. Right. OK, uh, fair enough. Rail may be the only way. I've worked out my route. <laughs> because I've been thinking about this journey for a long time. What's he even getting in touch for then? I don't know. Maybe he's just showing off that he knows how to do it. Um, OK. There is a train that leaves the town of Cochrane, um, and it's called the Polar Bear Express. To Good do name. this, I would have to make my way from Toronto to Cochrane, 808 kilometres via train, bus or car. Then take the train from Cochrane to Moosonee, an additional 300 kilometres or eight hours on the train. So somehow that cargo train, according to Terry Roach, your sincerely Terry Roach, <laughs> um, is an option. And oh. so one, congratulations, excellent hack, Terry. Well done. That's Terry one, Richie nil. And it does look like there's a lot of really beautiful stuff to do. So as I mentioned, I went on the Moosonee website. Right. We've got a little bit about the uh, the various councillors and their accounts that they filed. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of information about the Cree Cultural Interpretive Centre, the Sagashtau. I'm going to have another go at that. The Sagashtau. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think I like the Sega Healing one Lodge. rather than the Gash one. <laughs> so something like that, and the Moose Flats, which I don't know what they Moose are. Moose Flats, 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 Richie. Sorry, okay. So it looks great. <laughs> I bet you don't put moose flaps in the in the oh, beginning Rich. of the episode. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think this episode is going to be fifty percent coming up in tonight's show. <laughs> moose flaps. <laughs> and thank you for giving me another take on it. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, I mean, was that a hack or was that whack? Because I don't think that I can have that held against me when the guy is basically just... I could basically have got in touch with my own podcast and said, hi, I'm driving to Cambridge later and it's going to take me about 45 minutes. How would you do it? I mean, you know, that's, that's that's not a hack. Terry has hacked his own hack. Yeah. And well done, so, Terry. <laughs> this is a dangerous future of the podcast. If people are just getting in touch with their own hacks, they don't need us anymore. Do you think they've given up on us? <laughs> <laughs> no, there are people paying for it. Uh, right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Travel Hacker. That's where you need to go if you want the bespoke stuff. Uh, Travel Hacker Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you can email us, like Papa Roach did. Uh, but we want you to do that as well. If there is a journey that you want us to hack, because that's how this works, uh, we are the experts. Pardon me. 
Oh my god! <laughs> if you've got a problem with that, write to Unilever. They've made that too repeating. Um, if you want us to hack your journey, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. We're looking for new hacks uh, until we're able to get out and actually go and hack things uh, for you out on location. Yours, please. Uh, or you can tweet us uh, at producer Chris or at Richie Firth. Is that the outro to the show or the into the ads? That was the into the ads. Hear about the Vicar of Dibley now. Oh my God, Rich. So many people now know so much about the Vicar of Dibley. On the Vicar of Dibley, which we were just speaking about before that advert for the Vicar of Dibley, um, we should just uh, pay homage uh, on the podcast uh, to Trevor Peacock, who played Jim Trott in oh. the series, who has uh, died recently at the age of uh, 89, which is, uh, which is very sad. He was good. Could you do an impression of him, Rich, for no, our international no, listeners? No, 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 no. Yes. Good. Solid. Thank you. <laughs> Someone said that they heard a advert for the Vicar of Dibley eight times back to back. Yep. Someone said that they heard adverts to visit Nova Scotia and they live in Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh i'm just delighted to hear that people are getting adverts yeah right uh after a bizarre first third of the episode let's move on to our second hack now this one genuinely is a short one and i don't have a follow-up to it okay (laughs) okay so what you hear is what you get this time fair enough this is from sam um who follows you on instagram um uh it goes what is the cheapest way to fly business class to the USA without paying, and I quote, shitloads? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an upfront uh, question, and uh, we like that, Sam. Thank you very much. I guess you have to f- define shitloads. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I guess business class is shitloads. So I guess anything less than what you'd expect to pay for business class mm-hmm. is you know is is less and less uh, question for you here rich yeah that kind of language that you know to, to use that term amongst strangers ooze is australian to me so i don't know if you're uh, assuming this would be london to the us or sydney or melbourne to the us i don't know if you you've interrogated that far i've assumed london uh it's the it's the cocksureness of a city banker Right. Um, But it's a city banker who has had a tough time over the last year, which is why... Sorry, you have to bear with me. You can probably hear the large freight train that has just run past my... uh, I love listening to the episodes, because I listen back to our own episodes. I love hearing freight trains past your house. Sometimes, also, I can hear the whine of a London overground going by as well, uh, because obviously that would be an electric one. Mm. I love it. Well, look, 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 Rich, you are more than welcome when we are back here Thank to you. do a second hack that passes my house on the London Overground. And some, some good news, some good news for our patrons. Uh, you very soon will be able to hear an episode where all it is is actually just uh, sound effects of trains passing Chris's house. <laughs> you won't have to listen to us. It's like a red button service. Do you remember Sky, uh, when they used to do football, you could press red button and just follow one person. It'll be like that, but for this. Sure. I mean, look, if that's what the patrons want, that's what they'll get. Uh, anyway, Sam. Uh, yeah, I think 
uh, city banker down on his luck wants to fly business class hasn't got the money to right uh, but and that's why he's using language like shitloads good profiling i like it thank you very much uh, so i've looked into this um skyscanner um who are probably one of the most sort of go-to uh websites for uh plane tickets um if you're not paying standard class cattle class however you want to define it uh, offer three different types uh of upgrades so you've got premium premium economy uh, you've got business class and you've got first class. So I thought it'd be a good experiment to have a look at London to New York. All right, let's go the, mm. you know, the, the cheapest hop to, to the US. And then Sam can go wherever he wants after that. We'll go London to New York. And I thought it'd be good, quite interesting to have a look at the three different cheapest options for those, whether it's premium economy. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that, had that hummus fermented? <laughs> I think it might because <laughs> it's got yeast in it because it's Marmite it's Marmite hummus it's cheese oh gosh Rich is yeast. tripping balls right now <laughs> premium economy premium economy business you say it premium economy <laughs> no you pause you, I had you to took, pause. Can't no, you, you took a run up there all right that's not fair well, I how went dare i like, take a run up on a show that involves people talking i i went at it like jonathan edwards trying to do the triple jump all right you paused all right you're not making it into the sandpit if you're jonathan edwards that's not fair premium economy i've done it business class and first class let's look at those three vecti so what i've done is to take the furthest uh, date in the calendar which is february next year all right so the further ahead you book something the cheaper it's going to be if you traveled london to new york february next year 616 pounds via premium economy traveling non-direct that is the cheapest way to fly uh, to fly a slightly premium tariff to new york how is that non-direct do you stop at iceland or somewhere uh no this this one was actually via paris so you had to fly you fly from london to paris and then paris to new york what a waste of time but carry on <laughs> uh, if you then go business class suddenly you're bumping it a thousand pounds was your cheapest business class ticket, and that was airport <laughs> Air Portugal via Lisbon. <laughs> Although I would say I don't know if you've done business class before, Rich. Never. I've done it once before in my life, and the best thing I found about it was not the flight; it was the, all the free shit that you got in the lounge. So if you're doing a journey that has a transfer you double the amount of lounges you get to hang out in. So all of those little lovely... I remember those little mini muffins. I ate loads of those little mini blueberry and chocolate chip muffins. Free beer, free gin and tonics. So if you get to do that in both London and then at... Was it Lisbon Airport? Lisbon, yeah. I actually... Now we're talking. I think that is a really, really, really good shout. Um, I have been in one of those lounges once. I wasn't actually flying business class, but I was allowed to use the lounges beforehand. And yeah, they're fantastic. So why would you not want to uh, maximise your time in those? 
Sounds like you, that was a shady commercial radio deal by the I think it might have been the very same one, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we look at first class. And if you're actually travelling first class, the cheapest was £4,880 for a first class ticket from London to New York. And that was via Paris. So you had to fly to Paris first. It's absurd. Yes. Yeah, so- I don't feel that we've answered Sam's question. I think the cheapest way to do this is, and you've already joked, it is to fly to Reykjavik. And do two separate tickets, do it that way. Split the journey, all right? Don't even do it as a direct ticket, okay? Fly to Reykjavik, have a nice night in an Icelandic spa uh, with the geezers and the saunas, sat there naked with your your, your Nordic people, uh, and then fly from Reykjavik to um, New York. And if you actually have a look on a map of the world, Iceland's kind of halfway between the two. It's not direct. It depends on which way you open the globe up, though. You can fuck right off, okay? <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm, I've, I'm through that now. I've got, I've got it, okay? It is halfway. Iceland's your halfway point, but you've got to go a little bit north. So, without giving you figures, Sam, cheapest way, go to Reykjavik. Night in a sauna, then on to New York. That is shambolic. I mean, there's there's no data. You might as well have just said to him, go to Moosonee Airport. They've probably got business class. Who knows? Um, Rich, I went on uh, womanandhome.com, because you do, and found a 2018 article... How to blag a free upgrade to business class on your next flight. Now, that's interesting. Uh, So here are their six tips in which uh, Sam, our angry, out-of-luck businessman from London... Oh, my uh, goodness. I've made an assumption. What? Sam could be a Samantha. Well, yeah. I mean, it was because of the shitloads. Ladies don't generally say shitloads. Really? You haven't met my wife, then? <laughs> uh, so do you, want some, do you want some tips, you and Samantha? Yeah, women at home. Yeah, for Samantha or Samuel. Samson. Or Samson. Number one, befriend the check-in staff. Right. Um, when you're checking in, be nice to the staff. It's not rocket science, but it puts the odds in your favour. Uh, now, I tried this before. Mm-hmm. And I did get, not upgraded, but I did get a complimentary glass of champagne on a flight. Right, okay. That's, you know, it's, it's, a five, start. it's five, ten quid's worth of free, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Number two, check if the flight is full. If economy is jam-packed, you have a better chance of being bumped to business class. So basically, if it's very, very busy, it actually means that they might be only full in one part of the plane. Oh, Three, travel solo, uh, because there's more likely to be the opportunity to put one person, not two or more. Uh, four, and this is just a totally pointless thing, join a frequent flyers club. Uh, <laughs> five, and I really like this one because I think you'd want to go really out, you know, properly all the way. Dress to impress. Imagine you and me turn up uh, Bournemouth Airport. We're going to Manchester. Yeah. And was it Southampton Airport? Southampton Airport. We're going to Manchester. We want an upgrade. Yeah. And we're both in tuxedos. 
I don't think, considering that Fly B went bust, they're in any position to <laughs> offer us uh, upgrades on their uh, twin propeller right, planes. Air Portugal. Air Portugal. You and me, we okay. to New York via Air Portugal. Lisbon, yeah. Then um, we both turn up in tuxedos. I like the idea of us turning up in tuxedos, but we'd have to be about five people apart in the queue because, of course, the ruse is that we're flying separately. Oh, yeah. I do not know that other man in a tuxedo. <laughs> he must be going to the same <laughs> yes. um, same barbershop quartet. We should both convention. have monocles on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number six, and the finally, negotiate if you're not happy. What this basically is, is if things aren't going well for you, throw a strop, see what happens. Wow. Great. I, I must subscribe to, uh, to, to, to Woman and Home. What is it called? Woman and Home magazine. Woman and Home, yes. All right, going to get an active subscription and uh, uh, maybe they can come on board as a, uh, as a sponsor or affiliate for this podcast. Uh, Sam, hopefully that's an answer to your question. £616 uh, via Paris or Woman and Home magazine and tie yourself up. Christopher, here's an ad break. Enjoy that ad break? Loved it. What did you do? Uh, during that ad break, I looked to see if I had any more sourdough bread. I've eaten it all, so the hummus is now sat on the floor uh, warming up. Oh, who doesn't love warm Marmite-flavoured hummus? <laughs> Give me the lowest octave you can sing in. Oh. Now, give me the highest octave you can sing in. Now... Do your best. No rehearsal. Just go straight in. Try to do both the highest and the lowest at the same time. At the same time? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a romp of an episode so far tonight. Uh, let's have one final hack. Rich, this is going to be an interesting one for you to deal with. Hello. It's me, your wife, Natalie. <laughs> right. I happen to think that the lyrics to "I'm Gonna Be" by the Proclaimers are some of the most are some of the most romantic song. Bloody hell! Are some of the most romantic lyrics of any song. But if Richie was to walk 500 miles from our home and then walk 500 more, where would he end up, and what route would he take? What romantic places would there be along the way that I would like and that he could take me to? Thanks, Natalie. Wow. Ah, oh, hello, Natalie. Hello. I mean, she's upstairs right now. Um, and <laughs> words will be said in around about 15 minutes' time. Really? Yeah. Um, this is interesting. First of all, I have to analyse on a selfish point whether uh, she's saying there's not enough romance in the relationship. Is she saying that she wants me to go and walk 500 miles? Is she coming with me? Um, or is she merely thinking, we're not having a foreign holiday this year. Um, where are we going in the UK? My gut tells me that she's a fan of the show mm -hmm. and has heard all this fantasising that we've done and has just bought into the concept and has been, I want a piece of this. I want Richie to hack something for me. Well, let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. And hope that's the case. 
So let's talk first of all about the Proclaimers. They would walk 500 miles and then they'd walk 500 more just to be the man who would walk 500 miles to be right at your door or or. Those were the lyrics. So we're talking about a thousand miles, basically. About, yes. Well, 500 add 500 is is a thousand miles. It's about a thousand. So that's where we have a problem because to walk a thousand miles in the uk is impossible because the longest journey that anyone can travel is land's end to john o'groats and that is an 812 mile walk (laughs) so um then we go back to what was she getting on at and if she's just wanting me to walk off a cliff into the sea that's a very different thing well what do you that's where you chip in and say no i'm sure that's not the case well, look, as, as someone who's been married for 12 years, I really, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know where to go with that. So I think the calculations that I'm going to take here are I'm going to take it literally and we're going to walk 500 miles from my home and see where is the furthest I could possibly go that would be romantic. That's nice. I like that. OK, so I thought, first of all, let's go to let's go to Land's End. All right. From I live in where? It's where the uh, ill-fated first season of this uh, podcast uh, was... Uh, Started uh, and finished. <laughs> we, we never left. We never left. That's when you infected my weeping eczema with Rubicon because oh, you're a cock. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that? Rich, your random bursts of aggression towards me are getting more and more frequent every episode <laughs> you scroll back to that episode scroll you back to laugh- what you just said you were laughing as i uh as a bottle of rubicon combusted over me in a bus stop into weeping eczema and it's barely recovered since i mean it was it funny. got infected i had to have antihistamines antihistamines antibiotics look rich i feel for you i'd never ever want you to suffer Thank you very much. If you shake fizzy drinks on your own hands, then I cannot be held accountable for that. (laughs) So, look, um, yeah, where? It's in Hertfordshire. It's just near Hertford. Look it up. That's where I live, all right? Don't look it up too much because I don't want you outside the house. But um, where to Land's End? That's only a 306-mile walk. And she wants me to walk 500 miles. So then I have changed the vector... And we're going to go north. Vectai. We're going to head up with a vecti, and we're going to go north. And so I thought, okay, let's see how far it is uh, to walk uh, north. Five hundred and twelve miles is too far. Five hundred and twelve miles would get me to Inverness. Okay, so we have to dial it back a little bit. So I looked on the map and thought, all right, let's go back. Let's find the next big place. Uh, that is south of Inverness, and we're looking at Aviemore. We could go skiing, oh, all right? Nice. That's romantic, isn't it? You know, going up the uh, going up the uh, the slopes in the ski lifts, going back down. Four hundred and eighty miles. We're pulling up short. Okay, if I'm twenty miles short, that's not a romantic declaration, is it? Well, I mean, I- I'm taking you on a skiing holiday. Is all right. I mean, you could do twenty miles of skiing when you got there. <sighs> Cross country skiing isn't romantic. Okay. So then we're having to go north again, and I looked. All right, let's let's have a look at this Peterhead. It's a little bit south of uh, Inverness, but it's five hundred and five miles. It's still too far south. 
I have found a settlement that is exactly 500 miles walk north of my hometown of where? I'm both excited and slightly in fear about what you're going to say. <laughs> it's a little place called Moy. Oh, okay. M-O-Y. Well, what have you found? No, I just thought you were going to say it's like it's called like cock vagina or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a tiny little place called Moy. Uh, Christopher, uh, a lot of people since the last episode have been getting in touch with us uh, saying that uh, they uh, look up um, uh, where we are as they as they go along. So I'm sure a lot of people right now are actually looking up uh, Moy. Moy, Scotland. Village in That's Scotland. It. That's it. A village in Scotland. Uh, <gasps> it's a tiny little village. Oh. It's not got much going for it. Oh, but it's got other what you need, though. It's got everything you need. Exactly. It's got a. Uh, it's got a little romantic uh, hotel just outside. Luxury and island home. That's it. You got it, Chris. <gasps> On the banks of the Loch Moy. Exactly, Chris. Richie. That's a romantic destination, isn't it? Oh wow. Look and at then, you pulling it out of the bag on one of your worst hacking evenings of all time. <laughs> and then once we're there, sat in this romantic hotel on the banks of Loch Moy, I can tell her about the only thing to have happened ever in Moy, which was back in 1746 on the 16th of February and the route of Moy. Oh, Shall I tell you about the route of Moy? Yeah, you, I think we've got this far. You might as well. Charles Edward Stewart, you may have heard of him, spent the night at Moy Hall, now a romantic hotel, <laughs> to, <laughs> to prevent the troops from Inverness descending on the estate in surprise during the night. Lady Anne Farquharson Mackintosh sent Donald Fraser the blacksmith and four other retainers to watch the road from Inverness. Sure enough, during the night, several hundred Hanoverian troops were detected marching down the road. The Mackintosh defenders started beating their swords on rocks, jumping from place to place, and shouting war cries of different clans in the Chatham Confederation. Thinking that they'd been ambushed, the British troops retreating, leaving Inverness open for the Prince to capture the next day, an event known as the Rout of Moy took place. There was only one casualty, the Piper for the Hanoverian troops, possibly a McCrimmon of the famous McCrimmon piping family, was stabbed and killed. Well, I never. I mean, that is not at all romantic, <laughs> but... Um, but... but, but <laughs> But Chris, we'll have walked five hundred miles to have got there. Yeah, we'll have we'll have walked Natalie, up the east. Natalie, east coast. the love of my life. I can see you're so exhausted. But whilst we sit down to dinner in this luxury Highland home, let me tell you about a piper who got stabbed. <laughs> Rich, can I can I hit you with a with a, a non-proclaimers based alternative? I think at this stage, considering the uh, the climax of this romantic walk, is uh, the, the poor fella who got stabbed with his bagpipes. Yes, give me an alternative. So, what is the song 500 Miles but poetry? Correct. Poetry should therefore allow, I think, in such a hack, for poetic licence. 
Correct. You should not have to take it literally. You shouldn't have to walk the whole 500 miles, but mm-hmm. travel it. And okay. the 500 more. That is, as you say, about 1,000 miles. Thank you. So I looked at destinations that were roughly 1,000 miles from where, and I found <laughs> three A's that were quite interesting. Oh, okay, all right. Andorra, Austria. Lovely. Nice. And the Arland Islands. Have you heard of the Arland Islands? I'm imagining they're spelt with a double A. Uh, no, no, A with a funny accent thing on it. That I'm, I'm not quite aware of um, Scandinavian okay, which, languages to know what it is. This says to me that the Arland Islands are Scandinavish. So, it's, it, it, almost Scandinavish. Um, they are fascinating, Rich. Okay. They That's are, where we go. They are owned Everyone's by... heard of Andorra. Everyone's heard of Austria. Let's take Natalie to the Arland Islands. Let me tell you about them. Please. They are part of Finland, technically, but right. are an autonomous region of mostly Swedish-speaking people. Beautiful. Be- they were right in the heart. They're in the Baltic Sea, right basically in, in where 19th century Europeans, and probably the few hundred years before that, loved to scrap. They've been demilitarised since 1850. It's neutral territory. You know, people speak the language they shouldn't, technically. It is left to its own devices and it is stunning beautiful lakes uh, small small gaps from one island to one island and some beautiful romantic luxury restaurants and hotels oh wow that's the place hasviden resort yes was the one that stood out for me and maybe you could send them a copy of this show skip past the piper getting stabbed and maybe they will uh give you a discount i am going to find that hotel after this episode finishes i'm going to tweet them i'm going to tell them about the uh the thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads that we get to this podcast every week Mm -hmm. to the patriots who you know are, are super loyal they'd love to go to the island islands um and i will promise them the earth I won't tell them about the Rubicon Corporation uh, and our run-ins with them. Um, that sounds amazing, Chris. What a find. It was my pleasure. Look, see it as, like, like I said, I'm your wingman. This is my gift to you. Wow. Thank you so much. What a great episode this has been. Can I ask you one favour in return? Yes. Let's do Gretchen's letter. I, I think we've, we've run on somewhat, haven't we? Ah. Uh. We, we we could just read a line of it. I don't I don't I don't see that we have time, but I will make a cast iron guarantee Ooh. that we will read it next episode. Cast iron guarantee. Cast iron guarantee. That's good enough for me. <laughs> um, how do you rate this episode, Rich? Uh, as far as the hacks go, um, it's a steaming turd. <laughs> <laughs> but that's on them. That's what they've given us for this week. Um, I mean, for a start, you could have let me read Terry Roach's full message before you put him in a plane, before he nearly B.A. Barakas his way for a fight. The irony about Andrew Roachford's message is that if I'd let you read the full thing out, we would have realised he was actually just telling us a journey he was going to take. There wasn't a hack for me to hack. You could have listened and learned. 
Uh, then there is Samantha or Samson, who just doesn't want to pay shitloads for a flight. Hey, but they're having a lovely time in Lisbon Airport's <laughs> frequent flyers lounge. <laughs> and then, you know what, your, your journey that you took Natalie on I, was, was creditable. Uh, we're going to put a, a poll up on uh, our Twitter feeds to ask which of the two hotels you'd rather stay in. The romantic one with the stabbed Scottish piper or the one in the autonomous region in the middle of the Baltics. You let us know. <laughs> you can get in touch with us anytime you wish. You can tweet us uh, at Richie Firth. That's me. You can tweet him at producer Chris. You can email us travelacapodcast at gmail.com or pay and become a patreon patreon.com slash travel hacker bespoke extra podcast with that one to drop very soon uh, of 15 minutes of atmosphere of the trains passing chris's house <laughs>